Hello, and welcome to the Black Door Music Argument. I am Carrie. And I am Barry. And the rhyming names are here today because um, a while back we got to visit with Christian Lee Hudson, a artist that I introduced Barry to, which was very cool. And um, one of his good friends is Phoebe Bridgers, who I also enjoy and Barry hadn't heard of. So I was like, Barry, listen to Phoebe Bridgers. And then he did. So we're going to talk about it. So today we will be discussing Phoebe Bridgers' newest album, Punisher. Grammy Award nominated album, Punisher. Did she win anything? I don't know. I paid no attention to the Grammys this year. I the I'm only be I, I I paid very little attention to it. I did see the gown she was wearing at least at one point, which was um, in the. Uh, did you see it? Was that the one with like the skeleton? Yeah, bead, it was in the skeleton like, pearl motif. necklace bead thing. That was cool. <laughs> pearl necklace. <laughs> I think she wore something similar or the same thing on SNL when she performed. Recently. Okay. Well, I remember one of the first times, probably the first time I ever was listening to her and knew it was her. There was some sort of save the music venue online thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yep. you said, hey, I'm watching this. And I said, oh, I'll go watch this. And <laughs> I didn't know who it was at the time, but it was Phoebe Bridgers. And she was wearing her. Um, uh, I'm making motions with my hands like right. lines across my chest which means skeleton which is great to do on a podcast outfit. yeah when everyone can see skeleton you. outfit yeah and it's like i was like seat. yeah uh i was like why is she dressed like the bad kids in karate kid because <laughs> she is one <laughs> right and um so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna flop this out uh that before you oh wait go ahead that I heard her talking about it and she picked that outfit because she kind of, she thought it was kind of silly and it was like a Halloween costume for like $4 and she's like, mm-hmm. this is something that is going to be cheap and easy and reproducible mm-hmm. and I think it's like, it's kind of like silly but also like death and I like silly death and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And I, I kind of changed my... Because at first I was like, oh, fucking skeletons, of course. Because there's just so many of them. Yep. Um, but then I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll give it to her. And I almost wanted, you know, I almost wanted her to say, well, uh, I just love the, uh, you know, the, the Karate Kid movie. And like I grew up and went to school at the school where they mm-hmm. filmed the, the scene where Daniel... Uh, LaRusso got his ass handed to him almost mm-hmm. by a bunch of guys dressed in um, skeleton outfits. By the way, if you watch that movie, he totally deserved getting his ass handed to him. Um, uh, but no, that's not it. And part of me, part of my Midwestern ethic of being cheap and easy, mm-hmm. but yet very distinctive was like, mm-hmm. yeah, right on. Yeah. That's pretty fucking cool. I bet she can go to like any party city and just refresh how many right. skeleton shirts? Of course, I'm yeah. guessing that like um, floor length sequin gown with the f- skeletons was a little more costly. That might be a little bit more spendy. I'm hoping somebody uh, somebody bought that for her though. So. I assume it was bought for her or she borrowed it. Um, two thoughts on. Wait, why are you looking confused? What, what do you mean borrowed it? 
Well, like for award shows, oftentimes designers are like, yeah, you can have this dress for yeah. one night. I'm just okay. saying, man. I know. <laughs> no, I know that. I know yeah. like people borrow dresses for award shows, but it was done to match her. Uh, hey, my, my PC has just been optimized in case you're wondering. Oh, good. Um, my, I was worried it, about it was, that. It was done in the motif of her stage costume. Well, right. Yeah, but. That's why I'm like, oh, maybe not borrowed. I don't know. But now that you say it, I'm hoping that it's actually like a bridesmaid dress that she had to right. wear this summer. That'd, be, That'd awesome. be hilarious. I should have made my bridesmaids wear that. I didn't really have bridesmaids, though. Anyway, <laughs> two thoughts. Two thoughts about <laughs> about this discussion. One is, oh, um, so DJ and my dog, we have a um. Well, she she's a rescue, so like who knows what she is really, but she's like black lab and pit bull mix. We're pretty sure is in there, but she she has all black fur except for <laughs> on her chest is like a butterfly pattern, and mm-hmm. I really want to take a picture of her and then put like who wore it best, like my dog or Phoebe Bridgers, because it really looks like a skeleton, like a little skeleton chest thing. I'm very excited. I'm gonna post on Instagram at some point. You know, it. honestly, you got a chance of her seeing it. I know, right? That would be fun. Um, yeah. And then number, and then point number two is that I love that in the Christian Lee Hudson episode, I'm pretty sure we first talked about his socks. And in this episode, we are first talking about her skeleton attire. Right. You know, it's I... just what we do. <laughs> I didn't mean to bring it up first, but I was just like looking at my notes. And, and this is not like a judgment, but I was like, I've been listening to Phoebe Bridger's music a lot. Well, mostly... Just Punisher um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, at work. And so I have like a post-it note of things. I have a lot to say. Um, but no, I'm with you, man. I the, just thought it, I just thought I was, was just funny. like, instead, there was just, I have silly death $4 Halloween costume at top of my post-it note. I thought that was cool because I was listening to her music. And then I was like, you know, I've listened to her album like 20 times. Um, let's try to find some video of her talking. Because I hadn't really heard her talk. And she's very, um, she's just very real. Yeah. Like, um, it's like, you're like, hey, isn't that the blonde girl from chemistry in college or something? That totally looks like her. You know? Yeah. It's like, I'm pretty sure, except for the age, massive age difference. But um, I'm just saying, like, if I were younger, I'd be like, that's totally a girl I went to college with. She's just so real. And like, yeah. uh, she's obviously pretty, but she's not, she doesn't seem like, she's like the girl next door pretty where, you know, it's just like, in every picture you see of her, which is very distinctive, she's just smiling. And you just want to go, oh, she seems yeah. nice. Yeah. Which I'm not trying to say every woman should smile. I'm just saying she does okay as a white male i'm not saying you need to smile (laughs) i don't smile a lot in fact my my wife's obviously like what are you pissed about and i'm like nothing it's just it's just bright that's just how your face looks yeah exactly which is which i think is a close to a lyric yep it's um it that yeah isn't it it's like i'm not angry that's just my face that's just how my face looks i think it's what she says there was something Which is I good. to say about that too oh in interviews total like uh, 
awkward side note. In interviews, I'm always surprised when I hear her talk because her voice is so low. Like her speaking voice is much right. lower she than her singing voice. Very high. And yeah, like very high and like ethereal. Yeah, I, I was going to uh, ethereal is exactly how like because she puts all this music and it's kind of like this very interesting music. And I think like it was a garden song. Is that the first one? Um, yeah. Well, after yeah. the like DVD or menu after or DVD whatever. menu. That's yeah. that's just an appetizer. Instrumental. Um, yeah. Um, but garden song comes in and it's very like kind of weird ethereal. I think there's backtracking in it, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. Um, and I know she, like Christine Lee Hudson, uh, likes to do multiple vocal tracks. So multi-tracking her voice, uh, getting it a little deeper, but her vocals are always so super clear Mm -hmm. and like, and like detailed. It's like Mm -hmm. looking at an Ansel Adams picture, Mm -hmm. you know, where you Mm -hmm. can pick out the pebbles on half dome from across Mm -hmm. the valley and then the downside she mixes in the bass line and her drums to a point where most of the time they're not but now and then they reach the volume where it's just like resonating at the same pitch she's at and it's entirely distracting and i don't know if she's doing it on her i don't know if it's my ears or if she's doing it on purpose but (laughs) but you have issues with it (laughs) I have issues with it. I like <laughs> basically my my complaint of her album is much like Beginners by Christian Lee Hudson, which mm-hmm. she uh, helped record and produce. Um, didn't help produce. She produced it, but she was also in there. Whatever. Uh, the point is, I, I'm not sure I like how she mixes things. <laughs> yeah. I feel especially like the, the, the videos of her. Uh, that she's been doing like her or a small group of people, especially playing acoustic, mm-hmm. just love, love to death. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like I said, the say like Garden Song, Kyoto, all those songs have really, really interesting musical things going on. And I like the fact that she's mixing uh, kind of like live performances and some, uh, you know, and then kind of like redubbing sounds and some are synth sounds and she does it in a very interesting way something that's kind of multi depth you know there's layers to it so it's it's not just kind of like i mean there's a lot of pop songs that i i just hear it and it's like oh go to hell with this music look the vocals fine the the lyrics good but this music is shit it's just one it's like you took it's like you took a big blob of avocado and put it on toast and said hey look it's avocado toast because we're all hipsters now and this is what we eat and you're is like that a look- dig at millennials berry yeah it's like it's like fuck you it looks like baby shit i'm not gonna have it if i'm gonna get really good toast i'm putting fucking apple butter on it okay yeah i'm old fuck you I'm with you so except that, for uh, all when i put on pumpkin butter but continue Oh yeah, yeah, dude. See, I I called out apple butter because my dad like makes his own, but my grandma butter. made her own apple butter. Yeah, delicious. Anyway, the point is, she doesn't do that. She's got this great multi-textured music, mm-hmm. and each track is different and unique. But the mm-hmm. thing that is a repeating thorn in my ass is the resonance from the bass 
picks up now and then and really plays havoc with my head. And it's mm-hmm. like if I got it turned up enough so I can hear what the words are, so I can, you know, hear her great lyrics, the the bass is going to kick my ass. And I was listening to it in my car. I had the mid-range turned halfway down. I had the bass all the way turned down. And I'm not saying my car is like something great. It's just the basic Subaru Outback stereo. But I, I couldn't get it to sound decent. In headphones, it sounds a little better, but it's still not where I want it, you know? Mm-hmm. And There's so... I'm sorry. Go ahead. Now, I forget. Is Garden Song or is it Kyoto, the one that where they talk about... Oh, it's Kyoto. Never mind. Oh, Garden Song. Love it. Uh, I, in my mind, at least, she kills the skinhead in the beginning. <laughs> is that how you believe that? <laughs> I mean, I cut... I was, that's, the, that's the thought I had. <laughs> when the skinhead goes... I'll move into your house. When the skinhead goes missing, I'll plant a garden. She totally yeah. kills the skinhead, buries him, yeah. and plants a garden. That's what I'm thinking. That's what it's I'm like thinking. It's like Secret Window. Yeah. Oh, Secret Window? I totally was I thinking about that, that. Oh, I know. <laughs> that movie is awesome. Johnny Depp is at his like creepy worst and best in that movie. Oh, I want to see that. And you know what else? <gasps> I haven't watched uh, it in so long. I mean, I want sweet corn now. Oh, I can't wait. I know. <laughs> I was just going to say the bite of corn at the end. Oh, my gosh. I can't remember what the phrase is. I was almost going to look it up before, but it was like just that the whole, that was beautiful. Anyway. Okay. So that, okay. (laughs) We, I think we covered garden song to what I needed. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So yeah, like I just, I didn't, I didn't like the lower thing, but I think I might like it better if I knew it was her dubbing it. Oh, and I think it might be because like later I don't remember what song it is now, but like it's clearly, um, or at least I assume it's Connor Oberst. Like it very much sounded like him. Like you can tell a couple different people, but so I was like, anyway. Yeah. I don't know. We uh, can be Christian Lee Hudson. Now, just bothered me. Christian Lee Hudson was has writing credits on it. Yeah. Do you want to know what he wrote on it? Sure. <laughs> um, I was looking up. So I don't. She was talking about the album, and she started writing Halloween with her friend Christian Lee Hudson. I see, he's got it. Yeah. Um, one of the first times that they ever hung out, and um, I guess like he lived by a children's hospital, so ambulances kept going by. Oh, that was his. Yeah, Aww. which was his one. Yeah, which was his. And then I think, um, I think this is the one with Connor Oberst on it too. Yeah, it is. But yeah. So that song made me think of my wife right away because first of all my my wife is an ICU nurse and so she works Mm -hmm. in uh, a hospital but Mm -hmm. when we were newly married we we got into a habit of doing this script every time we saw an ambulance she would go oh an ambulance that's sad and I I would say at least it was there when they need it and then she'd say, I wish they didn't need it at all. And Aww. and um, because and I was just thinking about this on my way home because I was listening to this song and I was like, you know, I totally think of the world as procedural and, you know, like you get hurt, you get an ambulance. But she's at the hospital where those right. people end up. And so right. she just wishes they didn't have to come, although she be without a job but anyway yeah. um still so we kind of see it at two different ways you know kind of like mm-hmm. me and dj see things two different ways 
Yeah. I'm not saying who's right there. But anyway. Um, Nor am I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but when she said that, she and then she would say the thing I used to joke, if they woke me up, somebody must better be dying. But it's mm-hmm. the fact that she used to joke about it. That like, mm. it's a joke. It's a dark joke. But after a right. while, you don't want right. to make that joke. You know? Yeah. It's like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes you yeah, say things sure. you wish you had never said. Uh, mm-hmm. I know there's some things a long time ago I've said. And I don't need to bring that up right now. but And it wasn't about like anybody close, but just like. Something happened that is like really made me think about the value of what you say. And mm-hmm. um, you don't want to, dark jokes are fine, but you don't want to take it too far because yeah. it's, it can haunt you. So, well, I think too, there's something to like the dark jokes being like coping mechanisms too. Like, right. I'm dealing with something. So, like, I'm just going to say this no. and mask it. Yeah. And then I think too, there's like a point where, like, where like you're almost like desensitizing yourself to it and then you like become resensitized to it and you're well, like me, no that's actually not great <laughs> let me just say this in a jesting a, a, a jokey manner mm-hmm. i said that i wished someone would die mm. and somebody and that person died yeah in the manner i said mm. wasn't anybody i know it was somebody who was famous i had nothing to do with it mm-hmm. but um, it's kind of the same thing where you're sleeping, you hear the you hear the the sirens, and you're like, oh, somebody better fucking dying. But then you're mm-hmm. like, maybe you had to go to the hospital because you cut your hand, and then you saw, oh, the sirens are going off because people are fucking dying, and it, it's right. not funny. So yeah, I I just that's how I took that that whole, that whole lyric. I know I'm mm-hmm. really putting a lot of my own processing into it, but I I really thought it was a great lyric. I think um, to just talk about her writing for a little bit, like I love her songwriting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really clever. There are certain times where I'm like expecting her to say one thing and she says something else, mm-hmm. um, which I always enjoy. And I can't remember the exact moment of it now. Um, but it's also like it reminded me actually, which people might be upset with me about, but well, I know I I'm going to say it. Yeah, Barry is going to, you know, be very upset with me and yell at me for the rest of the podcast, but that'll be entertaining. So, um, no, but I was listening or I saw an interview. Was it an interview? No, it's the um, Foo Fighters documentary called Back and Forth, um, where Dave Grohl talks about being in Nirvana and he talks about like Kurt, Kurt Cobain's lyric writing. And he's like, he had a way of making things like so, like his lyrics were so simple. Mm hmm. Um, and like so powerful or something like that. And like, it kind of reminds me of that. Like she has very simple lyrics. Right. Um, and yet like they evoke such emotion and you can like picture what's going on and Mm -hmm. they're clever, but they're so simple and just straightforward. And well, I think, yeah. When we were talking with Christian Lee Hudson, you know, I asked him about his writing because I was, mm-hmm. you know, talking about his writing as well. And I think they're, they're kind of on the same lines where they say things that are so simple, but they put you in a, mm-hmm. a very different frame of mind than, than, than you would try to be like writing normally. And he 
described it as writing cinematically so more like Mm -hmm. trying to write like a a screenwriter and so I I thought that was very interesting I think you know obviously they they write together so they probably Mm -hmm. have similar veins but I really no I I agree Um, most the writing in this is really good I gotta say this one line has been popping in my head uh, I can't remember what it is. Um, it's a Chinese satellite. It might be Moon Song. There again, when you li- listen to it on a loop, you kind of kind of like. Uh, but the one where he's, she's dreaming about a guy in her dorm room, and then he mm. he touches her leg, and then then she's like, "But I woke up before we got to do it," and I'm like, <laughs> "Do it, really? Do it? <laughs> yep. We're saying do it," <laughs> which, at some <laughs> level, it is kind of like funny, kind of like. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of is like a joke but at the same time you're like uh i wish you would have just <laughs> just stretched on that one just a bit yeah um but yeah. no other than that but at the same time i think that song okay because i'm an older fella so i have a daughter who's seven and mm-hmm. some of these songs i think they're beautiful i think they're you know they're telling her things and and she gets to write whatever she wants for me some of the lyrics are kind of a bit like uh saying oh yeah you know what phoebe bridgers would love to do an interview with you so why don't you just go back into her bedroom and i go back and she's got like a basket full of her underwear and bras on the bed and says oh here just sit down next to this basket and let's do it here and i'm just like it's too it's too much detail i just I need I need to back <laughs> away here. I'm seeing too yeah. much. Yeah. I need to bring it back just a bit. I like I said, great art. I I just I am clearly not her demographic. Uh <laughs> even though I love many of her songs. Um some of the songs yeah. make me a little uncomfortable just because I'm getting to be that age. Well, I think too, like she is very like she's very honest about mm-hmm. like the emotions and everything she's thinking. I think about, um, I, I once had to take this like personality assessment thing. And yeah. The police will make you the, do that. Right. And one of the things that makes or measures is like, like how you want to like be seen by other people or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, and like it basically, like measured how honest you are like to the world Mm -hmm. um which i thought was really interesting um and like i think like she's just like hey here's all of my stuff yeah (laughs) you know and instead of being like everything is fine or like everything gets better like everything wraps itself up Mm -hmm. in a pretty bow at the end instead it's just like here's a thing yeah (laughs) this is life well and two I heard uh, in an interview, I wish I would have written down where these interviews were, but she was talking about how sometimes she'd start writing about a song and think, you know, this is too personal. This isn't this isn't really going to make it to the album, but she kept working on it. And after a while, she got just so used to reading it and Mm -hmm. practicing it that it just was like, well, of course, this is going on. This is a good song. And so she kind of like takes that down herself. So, you know, there again, um, there's nothing <coughs> sorry i'm getting old carrie um uh there's nothing on this album that's like so like uncomfortably i mean like you know horrible and and honestly right. you know there's music that's horrible that i love because it's gross um yeah but it's like 
I don't know. I'm just get you know getting to the age where a 26, 27 year old uh, attractive female is way too young for me, and I don't want to think of her <laughs> in that way. So it's like, you know what I mean? Just like yeah. This... Well, I don't, but I can understand. No, right. I I yeah. I follow you. Yeah, because um, at the same time, like, um, uh, garbage. I forget her the lead singer there. Like mm-hmm. similar type of thing. Wait, way different music, but similar lyrics. But mm-hmm. you know, me listening to those lyrics, you know, in the year two thousand, two thousand one. Well, ninety ninety five, and then two thousand. You know, all the different albums. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there I was like, yeah, she's dirty, and this is these are great ideas, and what a what a what a <laughs> great what a great lyric, yeah. you know. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I do. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I, I'm just saying, you know, if I was in a different demographic, I think this album would be much better for me. And like I said, it's still a great album. It's just mm-hmm. uh, certain areas make me a little uncomfortable. And that's just me. There's nothing wrong with the album. It, the album's great. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I, I'm in a slightly different demographic than you, Mary. <laughs> and, um, but not I've way lower. Not way lower. <laughs> I said slightly you know 30 um, something anyway yeah i'm gonna yeah so and like female and stuff i was just gonna say like i like the way that her which we've kind of already said but her lyrics like draw you in and i think it's kyoto but like i've always like i listen to that song and i'm like man i'm sick of touring and then i'm like i am not a touring musician but like i totally understand like i just want to be home in my bed and then like when I get home, I probably just want to go right back out on the road again. And I'm like, Carrie, you've never toured. This is not your life at all. Yeah. And yet, like, my brain is just like, yeah. So, Kyoto, obviously one of the big songs off this, and we haven't touched it yet. So, we're about I know, to it's get a our, song that always gets stuck in my head. About to get our dirty mitts all over this song. Um, this yeah. song is about a day off she had in Kyoto when she was touring. So, it's aptly mm-hmm. named. Uh, but mm-hmm. also... Uh, her troubled relationship with her dad, which apparently she has restarted since the song has been released. And um, because uh, apparently he, uh, I think, was an alcoholic, uh, you know, had been estranged from the family for a while. And, uh, you know, you kind of hear some things like uh, you called to wish my brother a happy birthday. You know, it was 10 days late, but I give you points for trying you know, kind of mm-hmm. things like that or like mm-hmm. um, I I want uh, sometimes I think I want to kill you if you don't do it first, you know, kind of like towards that yep. alcoholic. And, you know, it's like I don't forgive you, but don't hold me to it. So there's kind of like and, you know, part of me is I mean, I I had comparatively in the grand scheme of things, pretty good parents, you know, there's they're still married. They're you know, we lived in a very nice place. I so never had to move around. I had a very pretty charmed, you know, life growing up. I mean, we weren't wealthy by any means, but just very stable home life. So not Would you coming... call it a semi-charmed life? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, continue. <laughs> not, but, uh, you know, the whole point is I, you know, I don't know how to judge the, the feeling, you know, the feelings of, you know, of a father who basically leaves and then forgets Mm -hmm. about birthdays and shows up drunk. And, and so I can totally understand why, you know, and honestly, if you listen to those lyrics and like, you know, giving them, 
giving him points for calling 10 days late or, you know, I don't forgive you, Mm -hmm. but don't hold me to it. So kind of like, I don't forgive you, but maybe we can work on it later. Uh, You know, Mm -hmm. I think it's a pretty, pretty fair and open song, you know? So, yeah, I think too, like it, I like the um, kind of combining of those two topics, I guess, because I just feel like at least in my in my own personal experience, like when I am tired and I just want to be home in my bed and maybe like, I have a fever and maybe. I Yeah, exactly. Maybe I have a fever and I'm saying things I don't mean, perhaps, um, <laughs> or they come out weird. Um <laughs> But like that's when like that shit comes back. Like you like I feel like when you're tired and you're like already not in a great mood or like you're already feeling down, like that's when you're like, "Man, my childhood was rough." Or yeah. like like that relationship was terrible or like right. you know, like you kind of keep like digging yourself like you can keep digging yourself and like finding more stuff to be upset oh, about. Oh, I know. It's like Yeah. One time, this is just a stupid story, but it it sticks in my craw to this day. I I had like taken a little G.I. Joe figurine and put it in a cup and fill it with water and then put it in the freezer. And I was like, okay, this kid, this guy's been like captured and frozen in ice. Right. Mm-hmm. And we'll play with him tomorrow. It was like in the middle of the summer. My dad comes home from work, goes into the, the fridge for some ice, probably for a caffeine free diet Coke because he never drank at all. And, um, uh, he sees this glass Asks what it is. My mom doesn't know. He he comes down and wakes me out of bed and said, what are you doing? I said, well, it's a toy. I froze it. I'm going to play with it tomorrow. Brings me upstairs to the kitchen, takes it out of the cup, and then runs hot water over it until all the ice has <laughs> melted off. And he's like, electricity isn't free. And, of course, the funny part about that now in my mind is you just wasted, like, a ton of hot water to melt ice that was already frozen right right and like the freezer is gonna be cold anyway yeah it's like it wasn't like stealing it i mean maybe it raised the temperature of the freezer a little bit the freezer had to work just a little more but in the grand scheme of things not way less than the hot water you just used but it's still it's like in the grand scheme of things that is nothing and but in my mind i'm still like what the hell dad you got me out of bed for that like you know i had to had to get yelled at at night while I was sleeping <laughs> for freezing a G.I. Joe toy. Oh, and I remember goodness. things like, if you don't respect your toys, you're not going to have any, you know, and like, oh, uh, yeah. you know, that whole thing, which mm-hmm. in the, also kind of like, I'm sure he was frustrated. He was getting home from work at like, you know, 10 at night for right. some project or whatever they were doing. And he was probably frustrated with somebody else. And I can't claim to be the best parent now either. So, uh, <laughs> but if my kids ever put anything in the freezer as an experiment, I go, okay, wh- when are we going to look at this? And I just make sure that we get it out of the freezer eventually. So, Fair enough. so I can put the bottle of scotch back in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. You don't put scotch in the freezer. That's a sin. I was going to say. Uh, okay. Um, let's see. I was gonna say, what else is on your notes, sir? Nah, you know, I see you wanted to hate it just because of the name, and then I'm like, meh, it's just whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. I I see you instead of I S E E Y O U, and it's mm-hmm. and that it's a pun. We like a pun. Is it a pun? Anyway, I think it's a pun. I think the anyway. album's <laughs> pretty good. 
like I said, it's the mixing a little bit is uh, a little distracting at mm-hmm. at certain volumes. And if you it's got lower volumes, sometimes it causes me to not be able to hear the lyrics. And mm-hmm. since she does such a great job recording her voice and she's written such great lyrics, they're they're worth hearing. So come on, Phoebe, make it easier <laughs> for me to hear those lyrics. Yeah. Yeah, I think. it. Um, OK, and this I is enjoy- this is out to our friend Christian Christian. Hudson please if you're listening <laughs> tell this tell this friend of yours to let me hear her lyrics better okay right thanks I am sure that he wait like I'm sure Monday every Monday night feels like Christmas Eve to him and he just can't wait for every Tuesday morning except when for he gets last to week to the black door music argument oh, I feel so bad about last week because I was about to record with Karsten he's like I was like, oh, I was just about to go to the hot tub with my wife, and I haven't seen her in like three days. And but we got to record. And he's like, no, no, go see your wife. I'll do something. I'm like, really? Yeah, yeah. Go, go, go see your wife. And then he put like, like thirty seconds of sorry, we're taking the week off. I'm like, if I would have known he was gonna do that, I would have fucking stayed. I was cool with it. People need breaks. I know. I know. And he did it in a good way. It's been a time. It has. We've had a good break, Carrie. It's been months. I know. Speaking of, baby, it's cold outside. It's cold outside. <laughs> cool. Cool. Yeah, I um. I think we did it. Go listen. I think so. Phoebe Bridgers. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that directed to? Oh, we the audience should go listen to the album. I thought you went like go listen to this episode. I'm like we already recorded it. That was no, my bad. No, the okay. I don't know if you know this. There's <laughs> people who listen, and I know Karsten jokes that it's like <laughs> one of our moms. Um, but there's actually a small but very vocal group of people who listen, and we appreciate every one of you. Steve, I'm talking to you, and uh, this is for them. Go listen if you yeah. haven't. Great new talent. Hopefully, we'll be hearing from Phoebe Bridgers for years, decades, and millennia to come. Yeah, um, I just like I thought it was a great um, follow up to actually kind of yeah to her first solo album, "Stranger in the Alps." I believe is what it's called. It's mm-hmm. great. Um, it has the line. Um, it's a very popular song, but she says, "I have emotional motion sickness. Somebody uh, roll the window down." which is one of my favorite lyrics like of all time. Like that is so dang good. Um, but yeah, I, like I thoroughly enjoy this album. I'm excited for her next one. Um, though I am, <laughs> I'm hoping for her. Well, I shouldn't say that. I'm excited for her next album. The one thing I noticed in this album as well is that she says dream like 1300 times. Like I'm like, everything is a dream Phoebe in this album. So that was, you know, me. but Carrie, we don't need to talk about it. Carson need- can cut that part. <laughs> We need more, you know, female artists putting their art out there. And I don't need you criticizing Phoebe Bridgers like that. Fair enough. Fine. It's just my, it's just my staunch support of the patriarchy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I don't know how much of that's going to make the actual episode, but it was fun. (laughs) Well, thanks for joining us. This has been the Black Door Music Podument, a trunk full of blues. You have a great night. 
If you like this episode, we are so sorry. But this has been the Black Door Music Argument, where opinions are always welcome. But are probably wrong. Including mine. We provide the best research Wikipedia offers. So tell all of your friends and your mistress. Or your manstress. Or your other token female friends. But not your grandma. Unless your grandma's fucking cool. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Look for us on Instagram. We're not on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Okay, Boomer. Talk about us on MySpace. Or Friendster. Stop trying to out MySpace me. And always remember to clear your browser history. But most of all. Especially important. Super crucial. The ultimate. Baby, Baby it's, it's cold, cold outside. outside.